Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back to the Bold Believer Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Snyder, and with me in the studio is a couple of goons that uh, you know one of them pretty well, and the other one you don't know yet, and uh, they're not they're not goons. But uh, I mean, we've got Mr. Uh, Isaac Danford. Isaac Danford here once again, and we got a brand new uh, face to the show. I mean, uh, voice face. voice to the to the show. <laughs> His name is Derek Seal. Say hello, Derek. Hello. And uh, we're going to hop into one of the most exciting topics that we've done, done yet. Um, one of my favorite topics in Scripture is Bible prophecy. I find when God prophesies that something is going to happen, and it happens in such great detail that, that it could only be of God, we know and understand that He is a God of His Word. And, and we can trust Him for the future. He holds tomorrow if we understand that He held all the other days prior and that He was all through time all through space, all through the things that we see and do. And uh, we truly understand at that point that the story that is being written is truly his story. And uh, so today we're going to talk a bit about the prophetic birth of Jesus Christ. And um, one of the reasons being is because this week, if, you've listened, if you're listening to it the week that we record and have it released, is, uh, is, the, is Christmas. We celebrate Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ. And so that gets me thinking a bit along the lines of how amazing it truly was that Christ was born and in such a way that he was born. And we'll find out today based on the verses that we'll discover and we'll look through together that Christ's birth was in such great detail that Mathematically, it was impossible for him to fulfill the, the statistics that needed to be fulfilled for him to be born. And uh, so before we start, though, I do have a, a joke that I want to tell you that you can take home and tell your kids because it's a Christmas-based joke. And so uh, let me ask you, uh, Derek, uh, how do you wash your hands over the holidays? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say water. Say water. Uh, no, that's the wrong answer. You actually wash them with sanitizer, oh. hand sanitizer. All right. Uh, and then I got a joke for you then real quick, and we'll get started here. Uh, so, Mr. Isaac, why don't you ever see Santa in a hospital? Because he's not me. That's pretty bad. No, uh-huh. it's uh, because he has private elf care. Oh, yes. All right. Got private health care. All right. With all those important things out of the way here, let's jump right in. We've got some verses we're going to be looking to. So if you got a Bible handy, please open it up and follow along with us. There'll be a little bit of discussion. It'll seem a little bit more impromptu, and that's mainly because we've got three dudes with a lot of things that they feel like they have to say in one room at one time. So stick with us. I believe there'll be a lot of help and encouragement that you'll find in today's episode. One of the first verses I'd like us to look to is found in the the book of Genesis. If you've got a Bible handy, look to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. One of the first prophecies, and actually I should say this is the very first prophecy or prophetic foretelling of Christ to come found in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 when God looked at the serpent and said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. If you know anything about the term seed in scripture, it means offspring 
or uh, children or p- things that, that come from. And so he says, I'm going to put enmity or division between your seed, the forces of evil, Satan's seed, mm-hmm. between his seed and her seed or the people that were going to be born of her, somebody specifically, because it goes on to say, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. We go on to see the completion of this verse where Satan was told, or the serpent in this, in this time, so Satan, his seed would be crushed, his head would be stomped, uh, there would be a bruise on his head and that there would be a seed of a woman whose heel would be bruised. And there's there's a whole other discussion and we actually see a foreshadow of the cross here, I believe, because the crucifixion of the cross, when Jesus died, his heel was the one thing on his body that he could push up to, up, up and down on to breathe when he was being crucified. One of the markers of crucifixion is the bruised up or messed up ball of the heel. And so Christ's heel truly was bruised, but in that process he bruised the serpent's head and that all started when he was born of the seed of the woman Mm -hmm. in uh, what we would call the beginning of of christmas Um, we see verses all through scripture that get more and more direct to it's it's so amazing we've got a few more that we're going to be talking about here today i want to turn over to micah uh, chapter 5 verse 2 for the next one here and derek can you read micah 5 2 all right micah 5 2 says but you bethlehem ephrath it says though you are small among the clans of judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler of Israel, whose origins are from the old and the ancient times. Ooh, so in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, what do we see being prophesied? What, what detail was just given in that verse? Well, we see here that he will be uh, among the clans of Judah, which, is, which means praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, if you know anything about praise, the one that we do praise is the Lord, yep. is Jesus Christ. Yep, and, and so, he would directly be in the lineage of Judah. So there's one facet of that. What we else do we see? We also see the place and yep. of where he's going to be born. Yep, yep. That's the, so when Bethlehem. He, so when yeah. Herod called the, the chief priests and scribes to him, when the wise men were standing before him, saying, "Where's the king of the Jews?" Herod demanded of them, saying, "Where's this king supposed to be born?" And uh, the chief priests and scribes said, "Well, according to Micah five two, uh, Bethlehem of Judea," and. Uh, they even knew, and in church yesterday, our pastor went into some details talking about how uh, how dead was their religion in that day because when they heard that the Christ supposedly was born, apparently they didn't even go and seek out the child as the wise men did. Yeah. They were happy with sitting on and sitting on their butt and getting a paycheck for, for what they were doing, and, and uh, we see that the religiosity did not change much when Jesus grew and, and faced the religious leaders who knew what he did and knew where he was born and yeah. things like that. So They were comfortable with just their, their high horse living, their, 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 their pietist living. Yeah. So. Well, it also shows here that, you know, that he will be the ruler over Israel, yeah. and he is the ruler over Israel. Yeah, so he's the ruler of all, of all things. Yeah, yeah, and and what's what's funny is we see all through the um, the New Testament when Christ actually steps on the scene. Specifically, we see that they were expecting a ruling rod of iron king to to take place and take a throne in, in Jerusalem judgment. physically in judgment. Sure. Yes, and that is still to come. Many of these prophecies have dual meanings or dual fulfillments. So the first half of a prophecy might be fulfilled and the last half is still to come. Christ is going to physically rule and reign with yes. a rod of iron from yes. Jerusalem and that is still to come. Yes. The first half is definitely fulfilled and has been fulfilled or was fulfilled in Christ's birth. You also see at the very last part of that uh, verse that it says, whose goings forth have been from of old, yeah. from everlasting. So you see that he is what was, he is what is, and he is also what is to come. come. Jesus said, I am, 
who is that I am? Yeah. God. I am who you, he is, you say he, I am. He is God in he is God in yeah. flesh. He is he was pre-incarnate. Like he didn't need to come through the through the woman, but God chose to use Mary to not only fulfill prophecy because there was a prophecy of it being of the seed of woman as we see in Genesis. Like her seed was going to bruise the serpent's head. So that means a woman in the line of Judah, a woman in Israel had to bear a son who was going to defeat Sin, and that's what we truly look sure. back and realize is what it means. And Jesus Christ was pre-incarnate from the beginning. He said, yeah. "I am the one from the beginning. I and the Father are one." If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. In the beginning was the Word, as yeah. John chapter one verse one says, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We see all through Scripture not only the fortification of some essentials of our faith, like the Trinity, the three and one, but we see that Christ Himself has always and always will exist. Right. Even before he was born. But he had to be born so that he might grow up, live a perfect life, and die. And be the sacrifice. And be the sacrifice yes. for the world. Yes, you, sir. you were talking about him having to be born and be born of a woman. The next phase of that, you know, the prophecy that I get to after that would be, is it's seen in Isaiah seven fourteen. Go ahead. Uh, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his and shall call his name Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. you, you see right here that it's fulfilled in uh, Matthew 1, 23. The fulfillment was that Mary received the same prophecy when the angel Gabriel visited her, and we see this fulfilled in this verse. It says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted is God, God with, with us. us. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we see that God gave himself into flesh, yeah. gave himself unto Mary with a vision by Gabriel given unto Mary as well as the vision given unto Joseph. Yeah. Well, and that shows also the verse. I don't know the exact uh, text mark of the, of the verse, but it says that, uh, you know, the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us, you know, yeah. and that shows how, you know, the word came when the son came. He was the word. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was, that was prophesied. He was the one that... Uh, had been prophesied all the way from the beginning of time. And well, the Word was made flesh much. and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, sure. full of grace and truth. Do you have another verse we can read yeah, into to find was, another uh, fulfillment of prophecy? I was wanting to look at Isaiah 9, 6. Okay. And I know that we kind of uh, been talking about this even before the broadcast began uh, this morning or this evening. Uh, but, Wherever you know, you're at. <laughs> we was just trying to uh, kind of dissect the Scriptures to try to bring light to every word uh, that we was talking about. You know, he is a word. So mm -hmm. if the word and, you know, is in the scripture, then it's in there for a reason. And yeah. I believe it's from God. If he wants something to be known, he will make it known. But he has a reason for everything that he allows and instigates. Sure. Go ahead. Isaiah 9.6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Mm. And I was also looking, uh, Brother Josh, and I know we're talking about the Old Testament prophecies and mm. stuff like that, but uh, I couldn't help but go over to the story of the birth of Jesus and look at uh, Luke 2.11 where it says, you know, for unto you is born this day. Okay, so what was prophesied in the Old Testament was, was came past. true yeah. uh, in the New Testament where, yeah. where it gave it a a certain day yep. and it says here that the city of david a savior so before he was the wonderful counselor uh he was the mighty god and he is but uh in the new testament it shows because this in the, in the same book of luke 
is a crucifixion story at the end of Luke. Oh, yeah. So it shows that he came to be the Savior, and that was fulfilled. And the yeah. Prince of Peace. Again, the, the Jews of that time were expecting the Savior to come to save them from physical affliction. We see that um, echoed all throughout how, the, how the, the disciples reacted to Jesus saying that he had to die and how his followers reacted when he talked about such things. They weren't expecting him mm. to die. They weren't expecting this Savior to save them from their sin they were expecting a physical savior that ruled and reigned from Jerusalem. Yes. And truly, he will be that. If you yes. know anything about Bible prophecy, it goes on to give details that he will rule and reign from Jerusalem. But that is in it. coming to a city near you, so to speak. That yeah. is still yet to come. <laughs> Just to expand off that, for God sent not his son into the world to we condemn the, the world, world yeah. but through him the world might be saved. Yes. When yeah. he laid down his life for ours, that was a prophesied thing. He's the yeah. prince of peace. All yeah. in all, that he came to be the savior of all men. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Bible says that he can draw all men to repentance. Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. that's, that's and why and he, he desires that. Amen. Sure. Another verse that I had had is about the star. In Numbers 24, verse 17, it says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. We see right here that in, in the fulfillment that God places a star in the sky to lead the Magi to Christ that they might worship him. Yeah. In Matthew 2 verses 1 through 2, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So the, the star that appeared that night was prophesied uh, hundreds if not thousands of years prior. Again, I don't have the dates in regards to how, how early this was, but there was a lot of time before because we see that between the Old Testament, the final book of the Old Testament, and the, the last thing that was written down in the Old Testament was approximately four to 500 years prior to Jesus stepping on the scene. So that silence of 500 years or so was broken by the cry of a baby and the proclamation of his birth and, and the fulfillment of hundreds of prophecies that, that were foretold of this coming Messiah. We got another one that I'd like to look to real quick. Um, can, can, Derek, could you look to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 7, please? Yeah, uh, I was looking at this this morning, Brother Josh, and um, you know the Lord has kind of jumped out and uh, spoke of himself through the, through the scripture this morning. The mm. Bible says in Isaiah 5, 7, it says, For the vineyard, which is a picture of God the Father, of the Lord of hosts, is the house of Israel. Okay? So that goes back to what we was reading just a few minutes ago. I think it's Micah 5, 2. You know, it says that he is among the clans of Judah. Mm -hmm. So, yep. uh, and yep. as we see, and his men of Judah, and the men of Judah, his pleasant plant which is a picture of Christ. He was the pleasant pl plant, the seed that we're talking about. Yep, yep. The pleasant plant, and he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, and that was through sin. For righteousness, but behold, a cry. A cry is the cry of the Savior whenever he was born in Bethlehem of a virgin named Mary. Mm. That's good. So, so Christ was that pleasant plant, that plant that grew up. It, it, he grew like God could have... God could have appeared on the scene any other way as he did in times yes. past. He could have just showed up and said, I'm the Messiah in, in a physical body. He could have done that. But he literally was of the seed of the woman seed. and grew up as any of us have grown up and increased in wisdom and stature, as Scripture says. 
and suffered and went through many things, the things that we've gone through in our life in, in many aspects. He, he battled the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, yet without sin, so that he could die and be the atonement for the world, for our sin. Well, it says that, you know, and he looked for judgment. Uh, you know, that's what everybody looked for Christ to come on the, you know, on the scene for is for judgment, is to right. bring, you know, mm. wrath on the on their oppressor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what they expected. Right. But behold, oppression, okay? That was a sin that came into the world that uh, came because sin was conceived to destroy the works of God, mm. uh, destroy the works of Jesus. They did not want that to happen. Satan didn't want Jesus to, to come and save the world. Yeah, and crush his, it bruise his head, right. crush his head, exactly. as some, some people would say. But righteousness. Amen. Before I have Isaac go on and read a, a verse here that he's ready to read here, I want to talk about this verse found in Galatians chapter 4. This is New Testament, so this is an Old Testament prophecy, but it speaks of something so amazing that I found myself, when really sitting and thinking about it yesterday, in, in tears considering God's power. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. This not only talks about the salvation that Jesus brought in the New Testament, again, this is looking back to Christ when this was written, but it talks about what I want to focus on here really quickly, the fullness of time. When Christ was born, the time and place and events were no accident at all. God looked down through time, space, and matter, or is outside of all three of these elements that we are bound by. And, and he said, I'm going to come at this point because I know yeah. that this is the best time to come. Yesterday in, in, in church, we talked a little bit about some of the significances of the day in which Jesus was born that were not existing prior to his birth. Um, we look and see that the, the Romans, when they took over Israel, they, they went in and they made these big highways that they would use for transportation to get their goods across the land a lot easier than what the Jews had currently constructed in those days. So they made what were called the Romans' roads, and some of them are still in use today. I've done a little bit of research over the years on this, but it was refortified in my mind yesterday that Christ came at the perfect time so that when, when he was a full adult and he died for the sin of the world and sent out disciples and said, go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel, they could effectively go into all the world. They had access outside of Judea. They had access outside of Jerusalem. They had access outside of Israel to spread the gospel effectively that was not there for the children of Israel prior to Christ and the, the, when the Romans came on the scene and took over and, and conquered the people of Israel. Because when Christ came on the scene, they were under Roman occupancy. An additive onto that would be one of the things that wasn't in place yet was the decree that yeah. had happened because yeah. Joseph was in Nazareth. Oh, yeah. That's Joseph good. was in Nazareth, yep. and when the angel of Gabriel came unto Mary, she was also there. Yep. And they had to make a decree for the taxes to come into effect to, so that way they could go back to where uh, they were supposed to be from. So yep. he had to travel that 80-mile right there into Bethlehem. Yep. So that needed to be in place. Yeah. That was that a decree. perfect time. The that, decree. That decree probably was no small feat. That, that literally, Caesar Augustus looked out and said, I want to know who all is in my land. And he sent out a decree that all the world should be taxed, if you've heard the uh -huh. story. That decree took the, the parents of Jesus Christ and put them at the right place at the right time so that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem as the prophecy said that he would be. And I don't even think the parents understood that they were fulfilling this prophecy I don't. I, de I definitely don't think that Caesar Augustus thought he was fulfilling this prophecy, nope. but God working through even secular people 
will accomplish his will in the end. Oh, yeah. Isaac, you had a, a verse that you wanted to speak yeah, on a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I had uh, something that goes off the, the lineage of Christ to show the lineage and the fulfillment of that lineage. Mm. Um, the prophecy would be in Jeremiah 23, verses 5 through 6. Uh, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. The fulfillment would be in Luke 1, 31-33, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Mm. He shall be great. And he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be of no end. Mm. So we and we see based on the verse that you just read as well, like the prophecy not only prophesies his birth and the fact that he was going to come on the scene for to be the Messiah of the world, it also speaks of his the the ruling and the ending of of oppression and things like that. Yes. Um, I believe a lot of those prophecies that speak of the ending of the oppression and that they, they would dwell safely, like literally speaks of safety, that didn't come through Jesus, at least not yet. So it some will. of some of these prophecies will are still to come through Christ. He he came and he was born and he 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 set liberty to the captive. Yes. Spiritually speaking, he unlocked the doors of heaven. He ripped the veil in twain from from top to bottom when he died on the cross, entered the the throne room of God, sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat, and said, "It is finished. The payment is complete." And then, then rose again to prove that he was God. He started and fulfilled many of these first initial prophecies but we go on to see so many other prophecies that talk about his second coming and so if god is so precise in detail on him fulfilling the first prophecies how much can we trust him for the things to come and the ruling christ that will come next he will not come meek and lowly as a child he will return to this earth someday very soon i believe to rule and reign with a rod of iron are you on his side because if not it's going to be a bad place for you do you have any thoughts? Yes, I was just, uh, you know, something just hit me. I know we had some verses that we were talking about just a few minutes ago. But we, I got to thinking, you know, how it said the government was on a charge. We had King Herod. I believe that was the government. Because mm-hmm. King Herod was seeking to kill all children from the age of two under. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there, Brother Josh, was the government that was being spoke of at Isaiah 9-6. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even more completely and fully, the it could also reference to the fact that he is going to be the Lord of this world. Not yet. He came as meek and lowly, but someday, again, he's going to come back with a rod of iron to rule and reign. And I'm on his side. I don't know about you. I hope today you know exactly where your eternity lies, and if not, why not? You can know for sure. It's free. He paid the price when he came. He was born to die, and when he died, he paid the ultimate price that we could not pay. And then rose again to prove he was God. Yeah. So now all we're called to do, as in Romans uh, verse uh, 10, verses 8 and 9, I believe, says, to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And in that moment, the Bible says you're saved. Yeah. Thou shalt Shall be saved. Born, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you haven't done so and made that confession to Christ and made him Lord of your life, you can do so right now even. It's simple and it's free. Um, Mr. Isaac, real quick, there's actually a prophecy of the children being killed that Herod set out to kill when he tried to exterminate Jesus Christ before he had a chance to grow up. What verse does that speak of? Jeremiah 31.15. All right. Um, it says, Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. They were not. What's when Herod did the, 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 the call out and became insane and became jealous of, you know, the, the king. The, for, the wise men showing the, up and saying, where's the king of the Jews? Where's yeah. this king of the Jews? Yep. He had made a decree saying, go forth and kill all yeah. those babies to and under. Yep. Because, see, Herod was smart. He'd asked the question. Where? Where? Yeah. And yeah. when? And when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when did the star appear? And they told him when the star appeared, and approximately it covered the time of two years. And, you know, the, the, the wise men did not show up at a manger. That's something else that maybe we'll kick here while we're passing. They showed up at a house according to Scripture. So Jesus was anywhere from a newborn to two years old approximately. And that is why, uh, also why Herod inquired of when the star appeared to know when the Savior was born. Because when Jesus was born, a star appeared in the sky that was... Uh, very obviously pointing to the birth of a Savior, and the wise men knew it. And so that's why they set out on this journey to find the Savior, and they they went to the right area. Mm -hmm. They didn't quite know the right place. At least they didn't know Bethlehem. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown up at Jerusalem. They knew that Christ would come of the lineage and the seed of Jacob. And so they showed up at the capital city, Jerusalem, and they were appointed to Bethlehem based on some other verses in uh, Micah. And, And so they headed to Bethlehem, and Herod knew that Eventually, they didn't come back. He knew that they did not come back because they weren't going to come back to tell him where this Christ was. And so he decreed, go kill every Jewish baby or Rachel's children. Rachel was one of the Jacob's wives. That, mother uh, of Israel. The, uh, the mother of Israel, essentially, that birthed Israel. And so the children of Israel, the women of the children of Israel in Bethlehem had great lamenting and crying that went forth because of this atrocity that took place under King Herod's orders to kill all babies two years old and under. Well, the Bible says in, uh, in Matthew two thirteen says, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, and awesome, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, which is a picture of sin, of God being brought into sin, he knew no sin, yep. but he was brought into sin to destroy the works of Satan. Yep, he went in. He went in as the perfect sacrifice. Yeah. Went into that. Took like when he died on the cross, he took all the sin of the world on himself. Yeah, and it says, and it says here, and be thou uh, there until I bring the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and what we were talking about earlier about him being the word. Yeah. For Herod will seek the young child and destroy him. Yep, so the angel warned him. They went to Egypt. That also went on, goes on to help fulfill another prophecy. In, in Hosea 11, verse 1. What's that say? It goes to say, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Out wow. of Egypt. Christ. Yeah, yeah mind blown. <laughs> and as we're sitting here, we're actually just you know revealing some stuff in our own in our own hearts about about the uh, awesomeness to, of God. To go yeah. back yeah. on what uh, on, on what Brother Josh was saying on you know the Magi didn't know 
They probably didn't, but you know, God knew because for all things work together for the glory of Him. Yeah. So He knew that they would go to Herod because it was prophesied in that verse that Herod was going, babies were going to be no more. It was prophesied then that was going to happen. That that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know specifically wow. that they were going to go there. Got to the king and asked the king, "Where is this king of the Jews?" And then he's like, "Go forth and." Find him. Seek out this yeah. child and then come back to me when thou has. And, and so I will worship me, yeah. him with you. But that lying Blimey. sack of butternut squash. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. God, he thought he was going to backstab God. Yeah. But in yeah. all actuality, he was proving and fulfilling a prophecy. Mm. Trying well, to seek out and destroy the baby. And, you know, Herod being a picture of Satan. In the beginning, the serpent came unto Eve. Mm. to beguile her, mm. okay? And he was more subtle than any creature. And I know that I know that we're talking a lot here. This we're rabbit trailing on this but one. But, Brother yeah, Josh, uh, I know you, your, your gears are turning in your mind there. What what would you have to say about so what we're talking about? So, in all of this, and we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here fairly quickly for sake of time. I want, first, I want to leave you with a challenge. You need to study the Word of God. If you profess to be a child of God, if you know Christ is your Lord, get into the Word of God and study it. Because there's so much more that we could say. So much more that there's probably some even loose-ended ones that we've talked about and haven't really completely gave answers for or whatever. If that is the case, go find the answer because it's in there. Do a quick Google search about it too. Sometimes you pull up some pretty neat uh, resources. But let, let me say this. In, through all of this, there's a, there a quote that came to mind from James Stewart when he said, It is a glorious phrase of the New Testament where it says, He led captivity captive. The very triumphs of his foes, Christ's foes, it means he used for their defeat. He compelled their dark achievements to subserve his end, not theirs. Before I complete this quote, let me insert this. Christ, though King Herod did a wicked thing in, in killing the babies, Christ, it didn't take God by surprise. Though the Jews hated that Caesar Augustus taxed and wanted to tax the known world, though they hated this decree, likely, God used the wickedest people. He will use the wickedest people for his means, to subserve his means. Pharaoh, though he had an option to let the children of Israel go, truly and ultimately, God used his demise in the middle of the Red Sea as a proof of his power over anybody right. through it all. He will subserve, he will use, and he will work all of our desires, our goods and our bad, so to speak, out for his glory in yes. the end. So don't think that we can take God by surprise. But let me go on and finish this quote from, from James Stewart real quick. It's, he goes on to say, They nailed him to a tree. Mm-hmm. Truly, that is why he, he was born into this world. He was born to die for our sins. goes on to say, Not knowing that by that very act they were bringing the world to his feet. They gave him a cross, not guessing that he would make it a throne. They flung him outside the gates to die, not knowing that in that very moment they were lifting up all the gates of the universe to let the king of glory come in. They thought to root out his doctrines, not understanding that they were implanting imperishably in the hearts of men the very name that they intended to destroy. They thought they had defeated God with his back to the wall, pinned and helpless and defeated. They did not know that it was God himself who had tracked them down. He did not conquer in spite of the dark mystery of evil. He conquered through it. So God will use anything that we do, good or bad, and in the end, his glory will will come through. His glory will win in the end. Not to say that that justifies any of the bad that we could do or that means that we should go out and do bad. It is never God's will that we do bad. But God looking down through the fullness of time, seeing that we are going to do 
this, 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 and this, and God will still take some of those mistakes and those things. Though we may lose blessing, he will still have the glory in the end. And so now the question is, will you bow and call him Lord now or wait till the very end when it is too late and every knee shall bow and call him Lord? If you are not going to serve him as a meek and lowly baby or consider what that means to you this Christmas, you're not going to, it'll be too late when he comes back with a rod of iron to rule and reign from Jerusalem. So consider who Christ is to you this Christmas season. In our intro, we say that we want to you know, show how this can apply to our lives. We see that inevitably through our, our interruptions in life and the things that we don't necessarily deem as good, yep. we can see that God's will is going to be done in that no matter what to glorify yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought about was when Herod was being controlling over the people that he was leading over, not even his people because they were God's people, but when he was trying to control them over the killing of the babies, the, the extra taxes that were happening, we see that with you know the, the COVID-19 that's causing sicknesses and illnesses among people. God knows, and God knew that that was going to happen. God knows that his will is going to be done no matter what. He has a plan and a purpose through this, and he gave you a promise that he will never leave you or forsake you. If you're a believer and you have taken up the mantle, taken up the cross, and bear that cross with him, yes. his promise is he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. That's right. He'll always be there for you. And so through all of that, God, his purposes will be completed. And even in the worst of situations, even in things that are wrong, because there are some great evils in the world, even today, like every generation, God will work those things out to bring him glory in the mm-hmm. end. And we can either be on the side giving him praises and glory in heaven and, and when we cross over into eternity, or we can be on the side that will give him glory when it's too late. And that glory will come before we are eternally separated from God. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts yeah, I was to close gonna, up? You know, while we was here, uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, Josh Snyder, for letting me uh, be on Bold Believers. I, I really am for what you all are doing, and I really, I really believe in it. Studying the Word of God, I, I, I love it, mm. and I think it's it's needed, just like yeah. you were saying. Uh, and I really appreciate you all letting me come on here and let me share a little bit and let me study with you guys. And I hope everybody that is listening is going to have a Merry, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas yeah. from yeah. us. Let us know what you think about the podcast and what we're doing here with Bold Believer as we learn and grow together. I'm Josh Snyder, your host, and if you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing or liking the, the content when we put it out and sharing it with a friend if you find it helpful. And come back next week for another episode of the Bold Believer podcast. I'm here in the studio with Mr. Derek Seal. Derek Seal. Thanks for joining us once again. And uh, Mr. Isaac Danford, remember, stay Stay blessed, stay humbled, have God vibes, and be a bold believer. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.